Greetings, everyone, and welcome to our weekly 217 Faith Church online service. We greet you in the name of the Lord, and we hope that you will hear God's word today and be moved into faithful action. We'd like to direct you to our ministry website, 217faith.church, where you may find previously recorded messages and teachings to aid you in your Christian walk. Also there, you will find opportunities to put your faith into action. During the month of May, we're partnering with worthy organizations who are fighting against the evils of slavery, human slavery. So please navigate over to our website and join those efforts today. It is our great joy today to welcome Bishop Joel Santos, pastor for Faith in Action Church down in Homestead, Florida, a beautiful location here in the state of Florida. And we're so excited to have them uh, have him share God's word with us today. As you see, our ministry names are similar. And this means that we share the same belief that God calls us into an active faith, a faith that reflects his hope and strength and purpose as we go out and activate that faith in service of others. Bishop Joel, of course, is not a stranger to us. He, together with his wife, Nancy, and their congregation have supported our own efforts through prayer and in many other ways. And we thank God for their support and encouragement. The bishop will also tell you about this, but I'm going to steal a little bit of this thunder. Him and I are actually cousins. We are family. His family first took my family in when we came over from Cuba over three decades ago. It was a long time ago. But I remember he gave me my first bike that I have. I don't know if we actually were able to take it, but he gave it to me. That's what counts. Uh, we also share, of course, a deep love for Florida and all things Florida. And we are equal fanatics of the Miami Dolphins, which is an important thing in family, of course. And we thank God for his willingness to be obedient to God's call in his own life and to come now under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and help us and feed us with God's word and share with us. And so we pray that you will listen to the message this morning. May God indeed bring hope through the message that will be shared. So without further ado, I give you my cousin, Bishop Joel Santos from Faith in Action Church. Good morning, good morning, 217 Church, 217 Faith Church. I'm so grateful to be here this morning. I, I, I have prayed for you since I have learned about you. Uh, now, it's not because I love your name. I love your name. It's not because uh, you guys are from Florida that I love Florida. No, it, it, there is a special reason for that. And the reality is for full disclosure is that I truly love your pastors. Erica and Moy are an incredible part of my life. And Moy is my cousin, my primo. And I'm just so blessed by him. I do have all the stories, believe it or not, I was there when they brought him to a, a to the house as uh, as a born baby. Uh, it was it was about ten years ago. I don't know. I don't have the numbers right. Uh, I know he put something on Facebook uh, not long ago about his son and that I I got my license at the same time he was coming in and I, I really wanted to put there. Yes, I remember. I was three when I got my license, but the numbers didn't work out. So I am really happy with the opportunity God is giving me to be here today. And today I want to talk to you about something that I call airplane mode. Now, some of you have seen airplane mode in your phone. And some of you know what it is. Some of you have no idea what it is. Um, some of you may be 
find yourself in a day or in a moment and not getting any calls or texts, and then you realize your phone had switched to airplane mode. And maybe, maybe, some of you maybe have used the excuse not to answer your text or call for somebody. Today's sermon is about the spiritual setting of airplane mode. This is to help us learn a critical spiritual discipline. I want to start thinking and consider Jesus' own instruction to the followers on the Sermon on the Mount. When he says on Matthew chapter 6, verses 6, but go to you, go to a go and pray when you pray. Go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who is in secret will reward you. I don't know about you, but I want to be rewarded by my father. So I am interesting on this verse. Go into your room, shut the door, pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who is in secret will reward you. Matthew 6, 6. So a spiritual airplane mode is a conscious decision to switch our brains to our own airplane mode by looking for a spot, getting into solitude, and then praying. Today, we will see how using this airplane mode can prepare us for future changing circumstances. Some of life's changing uh, circumstances may uh, be career change, uh, job change, vocational change. Some of you have relationship change. And I'd be saying this, that is your future. But for some of you, that future is now. You are yourself embarking or in the middle of changing your life. And I want to see, I want us to see the Apostle Paul. See, the Apostle Paul had a vocational change. And see how this vocational change can learn us, and we can learn from it, how to do ourselves and help ourselves in some of those changes in our life. But before, before we continue, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful for the opportunity you give me here. I'm humbled by it. Father, I just want to pray and bless this church. I'm so grateful for this movement. 217 Church. Thank you, Lord, for that. It's your church. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I want to pray especially that you will bless their pastors, Moy and Erica, that you continue to uh, provide and do resources for this ministry. We are so grateful today, and you know my heart where they are in them, Father. And I just want you to bless them. Take care of them. Be with them, Father. And Father, for me, Father, just Purify my heart. Cleanse me from top to bottom. Because I don't want to speak but you, O oh Lord. So hide me behind your cross. In the powerful name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Paul, in his letter to Galatians, gave us an autobiography, which he concludes with a description of his own conversion and experience to call and preach. We see that on Galatians. So we're going to talk today about Galatians 
in the letter of Galatians, and we're going to take it from the chapter one, and I'm going to start reading from 11, verse 11. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds for you to look. First Galatians chapter one, Galatians chapter one, verses 14. Give you a couple of seconds to look for up, and it will be in the screen. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preach is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor I was taught it. Rather, I receive it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. And I was extremely zealous of the traditions of my father. I'm going to leave it there. That was 1 Galatians 1 and 14. We see how Paul is concerned to show us that before his conversion experience, he certainly did not believe in the gospel. Additionally, he was not in no way inclined to believe it because of his traditions. He was so far from accepting it that he was an infuriated as a Jew because he had regardless about all these things as a blasphemy. Not only did he persecute the church, but as a Pharisee, he had been one of the strictest Jews of his days. Paul knew well the legalism that the false teachers were teaching to Galatians. See, prior to his conversion, he had been such a loyal legalism that he even tried to destroy Christianity. So we need to understand that Paul was a living proof that God can change life. Let me repeat that to you. Paul was a living truth that God can change lives. 2 Corinthians 5.17 teaches, Therefore, if anyone in Christ, a new creation has come, the all has gone, the new is here. I love that for. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that's all of us, the new creation has come, the all has gone, the new is here. By the way, do you know you have incredible benefits because you are a new creation in Christ? There are like the benefits you get on a job. My daughter just starting a job. One of the first questions I ask is what kind of benefits you have? Well, let me tell you, you have benefits for being a new creation in Christ. You have a new beginning. 
a new relationship, a new identity, a new destiny, a new position, a new power, a new purpose. Those are your benefits. You have it. You should claim it. And because of this, not only Paul, but all of us can change because we can be a new creation by just believing in him. So today, let's learn from the process of changing using life of Paul. See, the context of change that we have learned uh, is that a person is possible for a person to go from one way of doing things to another. Paul had a, a spiritual change, but he had a mental change, and he also had a career change. He went from being a Christian destroyer to a Christian expander. Hallelujah! And it is here that we learn how to process that change in our life. The Apostle Paul began his ministry by getting into his airplane mode. Paul go himself to his solitude place. As he tells us in the letter, in that letter to Galatians, you see the apostle Paul, upon receiving his call to discipleship and ministry, he traveled to Arabia and then back to Damascus to affirm his identity in Christ. Let me keep reading. I'm going to read now verses 15. It's going to be in your screen. I'm going to start on verses 15 that I left. But when God who sets me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I may be preached him among the men Gentiles. Now listen to this very carefully. Listen to this. My immediate response was not to consult any human beings. I did not go jump to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went to Arabia and later returned to Damascus. I love that. Rather than going to Jerusalem, he writes that he went into Arabia and he returned to Damascus. So why leave? Why go to Arabia and Damascus? Why not rush to Jerusalem? Why not rush to the people that were in the same thing that he has now? See, Paul realized that he needed a time apart to confirm his calling for himself and get ready to his transition. His trip is a model to us on how we need to seek time apart 
during a significant personal or professional change. Paul's radical change is an example to us, not only that change can happen, but to know what to do in preparations to that change. Paul traveled to Arabia and then back to Damascus, where he found his mountains. He found his airplane mode. He found his solitude place. And when Paul returned, he had confirmation of his calling. Paul needed that time apart to confirm the changing. And we need to do the same if we are making a major change in our life. Paul was able to tell of his experience to those who it will inevitable question his sincerity. Because he went from killing them, literally killing them, to be one of them. But it's there that they could not ignore the presence of God in his life and the confirmation of his calling after he had gone to his solitude place. He clearly understood the benefit of spending time apart and not to rush to his new assignment. I myself have been the subject of many bad decisions because I have rushed to make decisions. And now I have learned to seek confirmation and guidance when I'm making decisions. Fresh from his own airplane mode experience, Paul acquired the authority to be the person God had called him to be. Hallelujah. When we seek solitude with our Lord, we not only feel confirmation, but experience authority in our actions. Paul's time in Arabia and Damascus was to seek through prayer and solitude a fuller understanding of the meaning of his call. Oh, change is hard. I am here to tell you change is hard. But it's a necessary part of life. But change are made easy if we have the authority understanding the authority and the confirmation by God of that change. So not only change can happen to us, but there are practical benefits we get out when change are happening to us. Any Significant change means stopping to do something we have value while embracing what comes ahead. Taking time apart during a personal 
Ocaria transition can be brave, but there are an important step in our life. A professional life change, a job change, a new company that you're working on, shape so much of our identity that a shift from one job description to another can feel like becoming a new person. A solitude time in silence can reroute us to a new reality that we are embracing. Well, this this time apart, whatever length they may be, it become practical to us to put ourselves in airplane mode between jobs or other chains. There is a tangible benefit for this, such as the need to distress and reflect. Some of you walking around, I can just tell you, you need to distress and reflect. <laughs> like the Apostle Paul, a time of transition, we benefit from a period to let go of the past. And we get set to embrace the future. This this is particular importance in relationship change, or like we use now in social media, a status change in our relationships. There must be a clear time of solitude and silence for that change to have a real growth in that relationship. And let me tell you, any relationship you may want to have from dating, uh, to going out, uh, to casually uh, see it, or to engaging or marry, you want real growth in that relationship. Transition in relationships can be difficult. They are much more personal in our life. But seeking that time alone may be experienced as loneliness if we're not used to it or accustomed to it. But when we are seeking God, it's a reminder to us that God is still with us. So not only change can happen, not only we have change benefits, but we also, our change, our daily change affect those that are around us. We have learned in the last few weeks that before Jesus had something come up, he went to his solitude when change was coming to him. And today, we see that Paul do, is doing the same thing when Chesk was coming his way. For both of them, 
the other side of that solitude was time with others in their group. Our solitude, our time with our Lord, empower us to speak back into our circle. It empowers us to speak back into our group, to speak back into our community. This is the same that Paul and Jesus did, because after their solitude time, they reemerged and began their ministry with others. I want to. I want to just share with you this. The mark for airplane mode is silence, and the speech as speech. Is the mark of our community. See, silence and speech have the same inner circle, but they are as different as solitude and community. One does not exist without the other. The right speech comes out of silence, and the right silence comes out of speech. We need to learn that before we reveal ourselves to those in a group or in a friend, or we reveal ourselves to our family or those around us, we need a time of solitude and speaking to God. Maybe you are preparing for a big tax right now. Maybe uh, you have a big thing going in your work. Maybe you have something big coming up for your family. There is no better way to get ready for that interaction with those around you for that big task than for you to have an silence and connected to God before that interaction. This, this is a particular problem for some people especially with social media, they are so eager to speak, they neglect a time of silence. I know that doesn't pretend from anyone listening to this video. I know it doesn't pretend to any one of you. It's those people. Sometimes before you post, you need to be silenced for a second. And by the way, because I had this conversation with somebody this week. Uh, a picture in social media is the same as speaking. You can speak a lot by the picture that you post. Let me, let me give you some free advice for relationships. A relationship that you may have from dating to marriage to just going out. Maybe it's a relationship with your family. I know that's for me. It's a key. Or maybe it's a relationship with friends. Learn to go to silence before you speak. <laughs> Learn to go to silence before you speak. The task of simply quieting ourselves allow us to hear the people around us. And it allows to hear our own words. 
And we learn to speak and listen to the Holy Spirit. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Silent is hard. I know this may be difficult because you may feel like you need to let them have it. You may feel like you need to say something or put something in, in social media. I know for some of you, this is hard. Even taking a break and breathe sometimes is hard for some of you. Forget about what God is asking us to spend time with him in solitude. But we need to learn to mature and practice a spiritual discipline. See, this is about advancing in our walk with the Lord. This is about getting closer to Him. This is the importance of practicing a spiritual discipline. Let me give you a Santos principle. We choose this not because it's easier, but because it's hard. I taught that to all my, my kids growing up. See, this, this walk with the Lord is not a walk in the park. This walk with the Lord is not a walk into the clubs in Miami. This walk is different because it changes us. We need to get closer to him who is our savior and redeemer. So let's, let's get to our next step and our next step and our next step as we move forward. See, this is about generational blessing to your family. You moving forward is not just a blessing to you and those around you, but those that will come long after you are gone. In our solitude, we challenge our cultural addition to things that amuse us. We, we start changing our words. In that solitude. We start changing even our music habits. We, we are getting renewed. In that solitude. All that noise of advertising. The alarm that is always going. From your phone to the house. They stop losing a grip. Of your life. And. At that point. Your voice become a blessing to those that are surround you in your community, in your soccer. Because when people hear those words, they hear his presence in your action and in your words. Hallelujah. This has been, I know my time has come to an end. This has been a really good time, a really good series for me. God has spoken me, to me personally, 
of the importance of silence, the importance of seeking. So I, I, I implore you today to search for your mountains. At search yourself into solitude. Switch your brain into airplane mode. So meditate. Pray. Let yourself listen to God. If you do these things, if you make a real change in this, if you take time alone, I promise you, the fruit of that time will be given to you. And you will have the feeling of being strong and mature in the Lord. So I, I don't know, are you ready? Are you ready to settle in the protection of the word of God? Are you ready to be securely and deeply in his walk? Are you ready to grow yourself? Are you ready to have yourself be blessed? Oh, brothers and sisters, change is coming. Change are coming to you. Change is coming to you. As you get deeper in your walk with the Lord, you will be provoking your active love to others. Change is coming. I guarantee you, change is coming to you. As you become obedience to him, you will hear. You will hear the word of God of your labor. You will be blessed. Oh, hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Change are coming. Your words are so powerful. They influence not only this world, but those people around us. So let's get the benefit of this amazing gift of silence. Let's allow ourselves to listen to the need of people. You need to start listening to the need of the people around you. That's what Jesus did. You need to do the same. So let's speak out of solitude. Let's speak out of silence. Let's speak out because you have process. And you have given time into yourself to listen. I'm being refreshed. So are you ready today to obtain peace because you're in silence? Are you ready to control your tongue and keep silence? That way you can speak in your circles. You can speak in your groups. Oh, hallelujah. You can speak to your family. Oh, Jesus Christ. You can speak to your friends. You can speak to your community. You can speak to your relationship. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let words of wisdom and blessing come out of your lips. 
Let, let's make sure that what comes out of your lips are word of blessing and of wisdom because you have been refreshed. You have been refreshed by the silence. Oh, let's start setting aside time. Let's start embarking on life changing. Let's start having the power, having the renewal that we need because change are coming to us because God has stored things incredible to us. Oh, brothers and sisters, the, the, the future is bright. The future is bright for you. There are great blessings in store for you. God has opened, is ready to open the heaven and just pour upon you. He is ready to pour upon you. Not just a little drinkle. No, no, he's already, already ready to open the heavens and just pour upon you. Some of you need desperate of being blessed. Some of you looking at this video, you need it desperately to be blessed. Then learn how to be silent. Learn to be in solitude. Learn to be in your airplane mode. Oh, brothers and sisters, being refreshed, have peace. Get ready to speak. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful. Father, I'm so grateful because you move among us. I'm so grateful because you pour in our lives. Father, I just want to bless right now the power you have given me to those that have looked at this video wherever they're looking at whatever form or platform they're looking at father i want to bless them i want you to bless their families i want you to bless the relationships they have father move upon them reveal yourself to them oh lord Talk to them, O oh Lord, because they are ready to be in silence and listen to you. Now, Father, as we depart from each other and we finish this video, let's never depart from you. Thank you because you are our Redeemer and our Savior. In your name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Bishop, for such a wonderful reminder from God's word that will hopefully lead us into developing a deeper spiritual discipline of not rushing, but trusting in God's timing and seeking his guidance. He will be the one that will grant us the authority to be the persons that he calls us to be, just as you said. May we indeed, Lord, practice these disciplines, spiritual disciplines of prayer and solitude so that we may hear your voice. I've called this before, you've heard me say this before, uh, the spiritual discipline of keeping our mouth shut, right? 
And as a result, we know that when we do that, that God will empower us to engage our communities so that we may go and serve those in our circles of influence and outside of that, just as the bishop shared with us. You know, one of the smartest persons in the world, Albert Einstein, said once that success in life equals working hard, having fun, and knowing when to keep your mouth shut. So this is a wonderful, timely message that we have today. And so we think that, that we can trust the guidance of the Holy Spirit even better with this. And so that hopefully we learn to listen to him and keep ourselves out of trouble. After all, God's plan for us is a plan of eternity, a plan of hope, a plan that will spare us some of the hurts that we cause ourselves, a plan that will guide us into renewal as we learn to trust in him and an empowerment that will release us to go and accomplish his will. So we thank you so much again, Bishop, for that word from God today. And we pray for God's inspiration in all of our lives. We thank you so much, as always, for spending time with us here at 217faith.church in our weekly services. And we ask that you help us to spread the word out. Uh, go ahead and hit that like button or subscribe to our channel and help us to get these godly messages out for those who truly, truly need to hear it so that they may come to enjoy the peace of God. And so until we meet again, may God bless you as you go in the hope and with the full notion that as we listen to his guidance, that he will grant us indeed the direction that we need. And so until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his loving face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord build our hope in him and give us peace through his son, Jesus Christ. May God bless you. Bye-bye.